Welcome to Vacation Mode Podcast. We're your hosts, Caitlin and Kyle, a married couple from New Jersey who love to travel. Each episode will take you to a new city or country. It'll be somewhere we've been or somewhere we're dying to go. We'll give you tips of what to do, where to go, where to stay, and maybe what to skip. Now pack your bags and grab your passports because it's time to get into vacation mode. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 18 of Vacation Mode Podcast. As always, this is Caitlin and I'm here with Kyle. Hello everybody. Um, so we will be discussing the like next leg of that same trip that I took with Savannah. Um, so after Savannah, we went to Charleston. So we'll be discussing that today, Charleston, South Carolina. So let's get into some things to do. Um, Kyle and I will alternate. We had some of the same things on our lists. Um, first up, as always recently, uh, is the Charleston City Market. So I did that while I was there. It's one of the country's oldest markets. And if you specifically want to make sure that you're supporting local businesses, certain vendor stalls have tiles that say handmade in Charleston. So that's how you can differentiate them. Uh, we went there and, and walked around. I think my dad bought some some hot sauce and some remoulade sauce for some reason but they had they had cool shops to look through and uh up next is something i didn't do something that was also on kyle's list fort sumter national monument it's where the first shot of the civil war was fired um you'll need to take a ferry to get there and it still houses some civil war era cannons kyle did you have anything else to say about fort sumter uh, no, it's just another piece of history, and I enjoy seeing those types of things. So that was something that I would have some interest in if I were to venture down to uh, Charleston. Yeah, I don't really know why my family didn't do that. It seems like something my dad would be interested in. I think we did see it from a distance, but we didn't go over there. And um, then there's also Rainbow Row, which we did see. Kyle, I think I should know this, but... I think that's near, like, the battery that you have on here. Um, but Rainbow Row, it's just literally a row of 13 colorful historic houses. And uh, they're all, like, painted a different color. So it's it's pretty to take pictures of. Speaking of the battery. Go ahead. Um, the battery is something I had on my list, which is a row of Southern-style mansions overlooking the Charleston Harbor. Um, and it was formerly the heart and soul of the maritime activity in the city. Um, and it's apparently just a very cool area to take your camera and get a lot of pictures and um, you can get some nice views from there as well. Um, so that seems like something that like we would typically do on our vacation. Yeah. So I thought I would be nice too. Mm -hmm. And just back to Rainbow Row for a second. I believe that Savannah also has a Rainbow Row. But from what I've seen, um, the one in Charleston is much more like impressive. Um, so now, in what way, Caitlin? It's just like more colors. It's like the other one is just kind of like meh. So the one in Savannah stinks, but you like the Charleston one better. Yeah. Okay. I didn't say the one in Savannah stinks. I just said that the Charleston one. Was no, better. I said it. Yeah, you said it, but you said that I said it. No, you said it. No, you said it. <laughs> um, another thing that's somewhat on Kyle's list. Some local beaches. So there's Folly Beach, Sullivan's Island Beach, and Isle of Palms. Those are like the three main beaches. Um, 
So, Kyle, why don't you go ahead and talk about what you found about Isle of Palms and Folly Beach. Um, I mean, mine was more of a focus on Isle of Palms and just happened to mention Folly Beach in the description. Um, but um, Folly Beach, or um, excuse me, Isle of Palms is about 16 miles east of Charleston. Um, and there's about seven aisles of coastline, ideal for swimming, sailing, windsurfing, and sunbathing. And um, Isle of Palms is more of a family-friendly destination. If you're torn between that and Folly Beach, they've said that a lot more families typically tend to go to Isle of Palms compared to Folly Beach. Um, so why don't you also go on to talk about your next your next item? Um, you don't want to discuss anything with the beaches? I mean, did you have anything else? I don't know. I didn't um, go to a beach while I was there. Doesn't sound like you really do a lot when you go anywhere. <laughs> um, so the next thing I have is the Aiken Rhett House Museum. Um, it's a unique educational place to learn about the ways of Charleston life in the 19th century. It was originally built in the early 1800s and then expanded by Governor William Aiken Jr. and his wife in the 1830s and 1850s. Um, and they have managed to preserve most of the house's original style um, to date. So the, it's a unique experience to see like early 1800s architecture and style and, you know, I just think that would be something cool that was, you know, we get, you you go to a home that's like from the ni early 1900s, and we think that's really old. So seeing something from the early 1800s mm -hmm. would be, I think, even more impressive, just how it's preserved and what things were like back then. Yeah. Um, so next on my list is a Charleston sightseeing cruise. There's one specifically called Carolina Bell, so it's obviously a boat. Um, and it's a relaxing way to learn about history. It's kind of like a boat version of like a trolley tour or a hop-on, hop-off tour, but you're not going to hop-on or hop-off. So Well, if you did, you were in the water. <laughs> if you do, you're swimming. Um, so, I don't know. We, we don't really do a lot with boats, so I feel like it'd be an interesting way to, you know, see it. To see what? Charleston. True. Go ahead with your next one. Uh, my next one is Drayton Hall, which is one of the oldest surviving plantation houses left in the South. It dates back to 1738. <laughs> Insert Fetty Wap reference here. Um, it, they say to take your time exploring. It is a massive red brick main house, which hasn't changed all that much from when it was originally built. Um, but please be aware there is no air conditioning electricity or heat in the home. Um, after watching an orientation video, you can opt for a 45 minute audio tour at no additional cost. And it explains the role enslaved people played on the plantation. Um, past visitors have said that the stories heard, they heard on the audio tour, as well as the information um, from the knowledgeable staff members helped paint a picture of the day-to-day -day realities enslaved workers faced on the plantation. Um, so that's just another thing where, um, I don't know if it's the right, like, wording, but I say, like, honor 
the history and the people that went through that by really truly learning and mm -hmm. trying to I mean we'll never understand what they went through because we've never you know we'll never have to go through something like that um, but you know there's there's a lot of negative things in history and I think being informed and educated about them is a a great way to honor what people have gone through because what's the saying those who don't learn history are doomed to repeat it or something like that yeah something like that um so we obviously do not want to repeat that that would be bad um so next on my list is something i did on vacation since you want to say i don't do anything um we went to the charleston tea garden so it's the only tea garden in north america it's 127 acres of tea bushes and you see like the behind the scenes of how the tea is harvested processed and packaged and there's a store where they sell like all different flavors of tea and like different teapots and stuff like that i like tea so i don't know what you're making that face for it sounds like a brewery or a winery or like distillery but worse but it's tea yes so, that, so that's that's the part that makes it worse so it's something i actually like to drink um Skip. it was cool i liked it i mean it's Skip. the only it's the only one left in north america why not it sounds awful. Uh, next on my list is a seawater cycle party boat. So it's like a pedal tavern for those of you that are familiar with them. There was like huge bikes that seat like 20 people where you're all just like pedaling around, blasting music, drinking if you choose to. But this is a boat that you're on and you like pedal and stuff. And, you know, it's like bring your own drinks, whatever you want. Yeah, I can't wait to do that so I can pedal for two. <laughs> There's other people on the boat that can pedal for me. Listen, we pedaled on that thing in Cape May and we were fine. Three of us pedaled. I pedaled. If you were trying to call me out. Alright, go to the next thing on your list. The last thing on my list of things to do is see the Magnolia Plantation and that's Gardens. That's not true. That's not the last thing on your list to do. Oh, I have one other one, but I don't have like a description of that. Um, while Middleton Palace's gardens attract those who like trimmed hedges and flower-lined paths, the Magnolia Plantation and Gardens is the place you go if you're more of an avid nature lover. Um, the house is worth an hour of your time. It's less ornate version of other Charleston plantation homes. Though the interior is just as beautiful, but most visitors come here to enjoy the wildlife. Um, you can observe gators, otters, and turtles in the Audubon Swamp Garden and look for local birds at the Waterfowl Refuge. Um, and there are also trails that you can bike on as well. Um, and there is also a horticultural maze. Hmm. So it just sounded like Perfect something Perfect for different. me to get lost in. And, um, I try and lose you in there. I'm interested in seeing these otters. They're ri massive river otters. Oh, are, are you serious or are you joking? No, it said they were in the swamp. So they're swamp otters. Swamp otters. <laughs> Perfect. Not to be confused with New York's pizza rats. Okay, yes, it's very confusing to tell between otters and pizza rats. They're similar size. Um, so... The last thing on my list, it's not really in Charleston, but it's near Charleston. So there's, oh, I should have looked up how to pronounce this, Kiowa Island. It's Kiowa Island. Kiowa. Yeah. All right. So this is something I kind of put on here for you. 
The Kiowa How generous of you. I could never afford to go on there. <laughs> the Kiowa Island Golf Resort. It's known as one of the nation's best golf courses. True. How much does it cost, Kyle? Do you have any idea? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure like the PGA Tour uses it. Yeah, I think or so. Or they have in the past, yeah. Um, so probably a decent amount. Yeah, but you know, it's vacation. Oh. <laughs> so there's no limit on vacation is what you're saying. I'm just saying. Let me recircle back to my Las Vegas episode since it's vacation and I can just spend and do what I want. <laughs> well, these are like our, our dreams. These aren't like literal. Hopes and dreams, hopes and dreams. Um, so also in Kiowa Island are paddle tours through salt marshes and tidal creeks. Yeah, I'd want to golf. <laughs> I mean, when I went, there was like a shopping area. You can shop. That like that was pretty much what we did. While I golf. Okay. However, you won't have any money to spend shopping because it'll have been spent for me to golf. But why don't we both golf? Oh no, you would embarrass that country club. Um. Oh. You mean the resort? But you know, there's a lot of things that we I do. have not. I have not golfed. So, I think that the first time that I actually golf should be at, like, one of the best in the country. That's good, because the first time you golf will probably be the last. Probably. All right, go ahead and just make mention of your last item. Um, and it's just something similar to what we did in Toronto. Um, Toronto. And what we're doing this weekend. Yep. Is the Wild Blue Ropes Adventure Course in Charleston. So it is a ropes course, like, up in the trees and like different challenges and stuff you have to get by and, and climb through it's very nice mm -hmm. pictures did it wonders <laughs> all right so shall we move on to things to eat the best part of the episode yes you are so enthusiastic i'm trying to find um pricing to get on to kiowa island for the golf all right well i guess i will start then so $262 per player at 4.30 in the evening. Okay, that's not, like, completely crazy. Like, I would not approve of you, like, doing that on a regular basis, but on vacation, that's not a crazy price. I, I, yeah. Well, it's also not peak rates right now because it's out of the summertime. Well, maybe down in South Carolina it's different. I don't know. Anyways. It's expensive. I'm going to be golfing, chunking up the whole golf course. You will get kicked out. It's fine. Um, on to things to eat. Hush puppies originated in South Carolina. They are fried balls of cornmeal batter, which don't sound appetizing, but... But they are. Yeah. And with a name like hush puppies, like, it's fun to say. Yeah, who doesn't want to eat dog? It's not dog. It's cornmeal but it batter. it sounds like it. It's not called, like... Hush cornmeal batter. <laughs> um, there's also frogmore stew, which I don't think I would eat, but maybe Kyle would. It's stew that consists of potatoes, corn on the cob, sausage, and shrimp. Do I have to eat the cob? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'll eat that. Go ahead, Kyle. Um, South Carolina barbecue. Um, a lot of different southern states and Midwest states have their own different flavors and spins on barbecue. So I would just be interested in trying South Carolina barbecue. Yeah, and I think with sauces, like when we go for, like when we get barbecue around here, they have like different sauces. And I think that one of them is like a Carolina something yeah. sauce. Yeah. Um, 
I also have shrimping grits on my list, as well as fried chicken and southern bread pudding. So, he's only throwing those all out there because he doesn't have a description of any of them. I guess they're pretty self-explanatory. They're just like, it's just like, those are staples, apparently, yeah. in like, the, like, those are very popular items in Charleston, so. I mean, I in with fried chicken, we talked about that with New Orleans and Savannah as well. It's just like a southern thing, but yeah. like, you know, why not? I love me some fried chicken. I'm vegan. For a short period of time. Um, so there's also... Country Captain Curry Chicken, which I don't know if I would eat. I've never had curry before, but basically in colonial times, British officers would bring back recipes and spices from India, so that was how this became like a Charleston dish. It got brought back there. Um, I also have deviled crabs, which I would probably try. I like crab. It's where the crab meat is scooped out of the shell, mixed with spices, and then stuffed back in the shell. Like a deviled egg. Yeah, but crab. Yeah, I just don't like crap, so... I might, like, I would probably take a bite of yours. It's not something that I would order. Yeah. Um, there's also crab rice, which is Charleston's version of fried rice. And then I also have boiled peanuts, which are the official state snack of South Carolina. So go ahead with your last item, Kyle. My last one is a um, classic southern dessert called hummingbird cake. Um, and you, it's a must-have in Charleston. It is a cake made with pineapple, banana, pecans, and cinnamon, and it is topped with a cream cheese frosting. So that sounds like something that I would really like. Yeah, me too. I don't know how I didn't come across that in like my research. Well, that's because one of us does research very thoroughly and misses basic stuff, and the other one of us goes on last minute and copies and pastes stuff into a note and finds all the cool stuff. Kyle is referring to himself as the last minute person. However, this episode was supposed to be recorded last week, so he was prepared a week in advance because we never actually recorded last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now um, on to like some tips. Um, some things just with like local tips and then others about like the best time to go. So if you're speaking with a local, especially if you need help, Using yes ma'am and no sir will be highly appreciated. Um, and FYI, if anybody says bless your heart, that's an insult. Um, I saw that that was like a specific like Charleston tip, but I think that's like all across the South. So I don't know why it was specifically mentioned for Charleston. Um, I just want to go down there and call everybody Hilda. Uh, no. What you sipping on, Hilda? Stop it. That's how I was greeted at a diner in North Carolina. All right. Was that how they asked you, like, what you wanted to drink? Yes. Huh. It was, like, a very small local diner. So when they asked you what you're sipping on, did you say nothing currently? Get me this, please? Ah, what you sipping on, Hilda? I was sipping on some coffee. Um, anyways. So I just assume that's how, like, all Southerners talk. Right, because all Northerners are exactly the same, right? Uh, depends if you ask your Midwest family. Yes. We sound like we're from Boston. Hmm, that's what they think. Um. That's what they know. So, something that might not be usual for, speaking of northern, northern versus southern, things that might not be usual for people from other parts of the country, strangers may smile at you and wave at you. 
Um, they're not being weird in their eyes, and you should reciprocate, or you would be the weird one, and you'd be considered right. rude. Because if you're from New Jersey or anywhere really in the north, and you're friendly, we're not we're not really with any of that. Nah. No. If somebody smiles and waves at me, I'm just like looking the other way, and I'm like, oh, they're probably trying to kidnap me, trying to lure me in. Yeah, they're uh, definitely like a diddler if they're smiling at you. Um. So. There are some things that you should avoid talking to strangers about, especially in Charleston. I mean, most of this is, like, generally generally taboo, but avoid talking to strangers about God or religion in general, money, politics, what they do for a living, as well as slavery and, like, the history of slavery and everything. I was going to say the antebellum. Yeah, so there's some places where it may be appropriate to talk about, like, slavery and and Charleston's history with that. Like, if you go visit one of these plantations and you're asking your, like, tour guide or something. But just in general, it's not a topic that, I guess, people from the South generally enjoy discussing or, like, remembering. That must be the guilt kicking in. Mm. Um, So here, Kyle, why don't you go ahead and talk about the best time to visit Charleston? It's pretty much the same for... July and September is hot, muggy, and buggy. Oh, March to June is the best time to go. It's nice, mild weather in the 60s and the 80s, and plants bloom. Plants start blooming. He's acting like he's getting a vision test right now because he's not sitting close to the computer. Yeah, October is beautiful, but... Beware of hurricanes. I legitimately saw it that said bears. <laughs> Beware of hurricanes. Um, bears of hurricanes. Yes. Yeah, so March to June is considered the best time to go. Um, yeah, I mean, I went in August. We're used to hot and muggy, but it's a little bit different in the south, a little bit worse. But it was what it was. Um, it is what it is. So, that is pretty much it for Charleston. Um, Next week, we will be wrapping up this trip that I went on, and we'll be completing it with um, Wilmington, North Carolina. Kyle's really looking forward to that one. I say with, like, the most sarcasm. Um, So, just to let all, like, two of our listeners know that there is a chance that we switch to, like, an every other week format. We'll see. Just because I know Kyle's work schedule has been a little bit crazy. So we'll have to see when when we're able to record and, and what works best for us. Yes, I had a nice break in the action today. After recording, I get to go back out. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But I'm sure I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll figure out what like what schedule we can stick to. Um, but thank you all for listening and We will be back next week or maybe in two weeks for another episode. Goodbye.